We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. Today, we're going to talk about situationships. A situationship is a relationship that is undefined. You guys aren't exclusive, but it's a little more than just friends with benefits. And I feel like for a lot of people, it can be really fun and addictive and exciting. But at the same time, it can be super confusing. A major sign of a situationship is that there's no consistency. So that's part of why it can feel so addicting. Maybe you guys are together and you're like, oh my God, I like them so much. They seem to like me. But then once you part ways, you don't really hear from them that often. And so then when they finally do reach out, it feels like, oh my God, like such a relief. Another really big sign of a situationship is that it's pretty surface level and it's kind of based on convenience. You're not necessarily going out of your way to make time for this person and vice versa. You're not necessarily talking about really deep things or really opening up to each other. It's pretty surface level. With that being said, that's not to say you can't have a situationship where you do talk about deep things, but then again, it's probably not with any follow-up. And sometimes, especially if you are dating men, you have to ask yourself, like, am I just an emotional dumping ground for this man? Side note, you know what I really hate is when, especially on dating apps, guys are like, I hate small talk. Like, let's talk about deep things. I love having deep conversations. Probably to them, they think that we're having such a deep conversation, but really they're just like trauma dumping. They don't really care about connecting. It's not to like open up. It's just so that they can like feel better. Small talk and even just the getting to know each other phase isn't always interesting. Sometimes, you know, the memes are true. How many times am I going to have to tell someone what my favorite color is? But I feel like it's necessary and that's part of the process of getting to know someone in a healthy, reasonable way. So anyway, let me know if that annoys you or not. So this is not to say that situationships are all bad and this is also not to hate on situationships. A really big advantage of a situationship is there's way less responsibility. Maybe you're just not in a stage of your life where you're ready for a relationship or you want a relationship. Maybe you don't have that kind of time or emotional energy. But with that being said, that is only if both people are on the same page. And I feel like in so many instances, they're not. There's always someone who kind of wants a relationship a little bit more or just who wants one, period. And also someone can change their mind. You know, you might enter a situationship and you're like, yay, this is like perfect. I can still, I don't know, do my own thing. But then you grow feelings over time. And I feel like that's also where it can be kind of a slippery slope. We have talked about this on this podcast before, but I feel like this also kind of ties into it. If you are someone who dates men, casual sex is typically not really beneficial for women. The first step of feminism, which is like, oh yeah, like I'm sexually liberated. I can sleep with whoever I want. That's great and all, but then there's like another step further where you're like, oh damn, like these guys aren't even looking at me as a human being. They don't even see me as another person they just see me as like a body to use if the playing field was 
equal and men actually saw women as like someone also engaging in this instead of just something that they're doing something to you know the conversation about casual hookups would be different at least to me i think the statistic is like only seven percent of straight women finish after their first hookup with a man so you're not even getting an orgasm out of it you're not being seen as a person you're not being treated with like decent human respect most of the time there's nothing inherently wrong with like a casual hookup but it's just the world that we live in and how men view women in that society that make it kind of like okay why would i participate in this so that also kind of goes for situationships i feel like a situationship is like a little bit above hookups like a casual hookup or like a friends with benefits but i feel like it can so often kind of lean in that direction again when it is with a man because often and i just saw a tiktok about this that really summed it up i'll link it down below i think it was from another podcast but this guy was saying that so many guys want a girlfriend but they do not want to be a boyfriend and I feel like that is so true because you know a relationship I feel like a truly healthy relationship is like equal work from both partners and you know it's about trust and like respect but so many guys want either the benefits that a girlfriend will provide you know in a situationship so it's like oh okay I can just like do my own thing on the side still I can have my other girls but like this girl's gonna come over and cook and clean for me we can hook up and whatever she'll listen to my problems or even in an actual relationship i think of the sopranos and how all those men have you know their girlfriends and just like girls on the side you want to think oh well why even have a wife why not be single but it's like you want someone there for you at the end of the day to cook your meals and clean your house and raise your kids and like take care of things and like remember you know d holidays and dates and like things like that i think it was in my podcast last week but I do feel like women will put up with a lot of bullshit just to be in a relationship. And it's sad because that's it's so ingrained in us from such a young age that we are basically not enough without a partner, without a man specifically. So in so many instances, it's like, do you want to be in a toxic relationship or by yourself? And I feel like a lot of people would prefer to be in the toxic relationship because, oh, at least I am in a relationship. So I feel like a lot of that is like overcoming not only like your own personal shit, but also just the expectations of society. But... What do you do if you're in a situationship? I feel like it's really important to be honest about your feelings, but also trust your intuition. And by that, I mean, if you are getting the feeling again and again that this guy does not like you like that, if you are embarrassed to tell your friends, girl, that is like the number one red flag. There are certain situations where you just kind of know and you don't want to accept the truth. Like, oh, he really doesn't like me like that. He just sees me as like a hookup or someone who's there like convenience. But sometimes when you realize that it's like, I just need to move on. Like, I think at a point like that, it's not even worth communicating. And I was actually reading something about that last week in reference to setting boundaries. I'll link the post down below, but she gave the example of if your time at night is when you like to read and unwind and just have me time, but your friend always calls you. It's like you could pick up the phone and like verbally set a boundary. Like, I don't want to talk this is my me time or you could just set the boundary yourself with your actions and just not pick up the phone i feel like there's a time and a place for either sometimes if you're just in a a bad situationship or just something that's really unfulfilling especially if you've kind of tried to bring it up before and you've just felt shut down it's okay to just kind of stop texting them and let it fade out but if you don't necessarily feel that way i do think it's so important to be honest and even if you like have a crush on your friend or something i think it's always worth being honest because by not being honest, you're still not fulfilled. You know, you're always gonna like have a crush on your friend and never get to tell them. And like, what use is that? It's not even a real friendship at that point. Are you gonna stay in an unfulfilling situation or are you gonna at least try and like just see how they feel? Because then at least you could like move on. So I guess just trust your intuition on that. I don't think you always have to share how you feel. I really don't because especially some of these guys, I see 
the TikToks of like texts between me and my situationship. Some of them are really cute and some of them it's like, okay, you guys, please just date, have that conversation. But some of them, all the texts are like, where you at? Here, where you at? Here, coming, here. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that, I don't think that is something I would pursue further. They like the fact that you will come over and do girlfriend things for them, but then you'll leave at the end of the day and they can have someone else over. And so do I need to remind you guys about breadcrumbing? Breadcrumbing really ties in with that concept that if you are confused about where you stand with someone, a guy, it means they don't like you. If you're confused, the answer is no. So breadcrumbing is a way of keeping you confused and keeping you on your toes so you stick around in hopes that they will relationship you. So they'll make plans with you, but then they won't text you day of. They seem warm towards you, but then turn cold. So that could be like in person, they're, oh my God, so warm. They're like the perfect guy. Oh my God, I like them so much. But then as soon as you leave or as soon as they leave, like there's no text. And if you're just constantly feeling confused about someone, you just have to really set yourself down and ask yourself, is this something I want more of? Like, I think one of the ultimate lessons I've learned as far as all this goes is that that is such a huge personality trait of someone. If someone is leaving you confused, they're bad at communicating, they are flaky, and they're not thoughtful, those are not traits I want in a partner. So I have to overcome this like delusional crush fantasy I have over them and I have to face the facts. And it's so hard sometimes, especially when you do feel like you really like them. Oh my god, they've been so great before. But those are the facts. And one of the Best pieces of advice I've heard, I don't even know where I've heard this. If you want a relationship, you have to find someone who also wants a relationship. We take it so personally, like, oh my God, he doesn't like me. Like he doesn't see me for who I am. And yeah, that is really heart-wrenching and horrible. And like, it's a horrible feeling to feel unseen or just like unappreciated, unloved for who you are, you know? But that's like their shit. So it's up to you whether or not you want to continue to participate in that. Y'all know I had to bust out the book Attached. I swear this book helped me so much. Just the whole thing of like anxious people attracting avoidant people and why they often attract each other. And it just really helped me with that whole thing of like not taking it personally when someone isn't texting back fast enough or doesn't seem to want a relationship or they're distant or flaky. And then also realizing in yourself, you know, how you respond to situations like that or how you act in relationships and how that might be reflecting back in you at the people you attract or the people you are interested in. I found this article about why it's so hard to get over a situationship and why, you know, you could break up with your boyfriend of five years and that feels so much easier than your situationship breaking up with you or you breaking up with your situationship after three months because situationships are so spontaneous and undefined. There's really high highs and there's really low lows a lot of the time with a relationship because it is more defined. You kind of know where it's heading. You know, I feel like most people kind of know when they're about to break up, when things are kind of going downhill. But with a situationship, it's like one day you could be texting so much, having the best, you know, conversation. Oh my God, I really like them. And then the next day not hear anything because there's less responsibility because it's not, oh, it's not a real relationship. I feel like people think it's a little more okay to just, I mean, ghost someone, but also just never really officially end it, you know? So you're, again, you're always on your toes. You're always kind of confused. You never really know like what the vibe is. If I can't call you my boyfriend or girlfriend, you don't really have a right to question my feelings or question my authenticity or question where I saw this relationship going. So that's the thing. And I feel like that's also kind of why people can get into a healthy relationship and find it very boring. I think it's so important, honestly, if you're single, but also if you're just in a relationship that you're not satisfied in, 
Two, take some time off. So if you're single, like take some time off dating, you know, read this book, really learn about yourself. So again, with all of this being said, this is not to say that situationships are bad. It's not like the only option is, oh my God, like this perfect relationship. But I just think it's important to communicate your needs and to be in a situationship with someone that is going to respect you. If you are looking for a relationship, date someone that's ready for a relationship. And that doesn't mean like rushing in first date. Oh my God, I want to be in a relationship to you. But it just means, you know, knowing what to look for, observing their behavior, noticing how you feel around them. Like, do I feel confused? Do I feel able to speak up? I think a really big indicator for me of like whether or not I'm dealing with like a toxic, disgust male manipulator is if I feel like shy around them. That's so funny because I feel like that's like, maybe I'm just like a little more healed now. But you know the whole thing like, oh, I can be myself around the guy that I don't like. But like when it's a guy I do like, I get so shy and like guarded. Obviously to a degree that's normal, like to be kind of shy around someone that you think is really cute or like that you like. If I feel shy around you, no, there's something wrong with you. Like, I'm sorry. So that's why it's so important to like know how you feel in certain situations. And something that can really help with this is literally making a list of maybe guys you've dated or had a crush on it's like how did i feel around them and how did it end up I we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I asked you guys to just ask a few questions about situationships on IG, so we're going to be going through these. Why do I keep getting involved with men who blame their inability to commit on depression? Number one, a few weeks ago, I was talking about the book, Why Does He Do That? It's a book about abusive men, the types of abusive men. One of the types of abusive men is the addict or, you know, the mentally unstable. And something that they will often do is blame their abuse or, yeah, inability to commit or their irrational behavior on oh their addiction or yeah their depression two things can be true like you can be abusive and be depressed <laughs> also as far as like why do you keep attracting them i would just like take some time to do some journaling and ask myself what first attracted me to this person i would also kind of reflect and this may or may not be true for you but i think if i was in this situation i would reflect on my own ability to set boundaries especially emotional boundaries kind of like what i was talking about earlier with the trauma dumping. Oh my god, I hate small talk. Let me just dump all my problems on you. Am I setting those boundaries early on, you know, from the get-go? You know, what kind of subconscious habits do I still have? And kind of like what's getting through the cracks, if that makes sense. Because the cycle will keep repeating if we don't break it. So it's just about personal reflection. And you know, that example may not be the case for you, but I would definitely do some journaling and just kind of try to think back to when you first met these people and what attracted you to them. This girl asks, when do you think it's time to have the talk about the situation? I don't really think there's one specific answer for this. You may, you know, enter this situationship where the situation might be going along for a few weeks or months even. I'm not feeling any type of way about it. But then one day you might start to catch feelings. And as hard as it may be, I would honestly like bring it up then. I don't want to be in this like limbo, like, oh, like maybe they'll like me. I also do stand by what I said earlier of if you are getting the vibe that you're, I was going to say that they're not into you, but like if you're confused all the time, or just feeling very unstable, 
like sometimes oh my god you're like so excited to see them but then other times you're just so mad at them so confused about where you stand I think that's a sign in itself and I don't think that needs a talk. I think you can just exit the situation. Somebody asked, have you ever been in a toxic situationship? Luckily not for a long time. I feel like over the past few years since I've been, you know, doing all this, just like unpacking for myself, but also just learning, like reading this book about attached. But definitely when I was younger, bro, I can just think of like instances where now looking back, knowing what I know, this guy obviously did not like me, you know? But yeah, the past few years especially, I'm just not really... That's not my mindset. That's not like my mentality. I'm not one to play games. And I feel like it's a lot easier for me to catch red flags early on, which has really helped me save so much time. But I just talked about this in a recent video. It's also kind of frustrating because it makes you realize like how many guys are just not emotionally mature. What do you do when a situationship develops feelings for you and you don't feel the same way? You just have to be respectful. What I would want someone to do for me if I shared I had feelings for someone and they didn't feel the same way, I would want them to be honest but not hurtful. Like not brutally honest to the point of being like rude and you know causing trauma for me for the rest of my life. Hey, I'm just really not looking for anything serious right now. I don't want to lead you on so we should probably just like end this. Like yeah, it may hurt but honestly you're saving them pain long term by just being upfront. So let me know your thoughts on situationships down below if you've been in one. Just remember if you're confused, it's a no. If there's a pattern of behavior, it's not really worth having a conversation over. If they haven't been listening to you and respecting you up to this point, why do you think a conversation, one conversation is going to fix that? And you can't really like talk it out with someone who doesn't even respect you at a human level. But also with that being said, again, like it's not that situationships in general, like as a whole definition are like this horrible toxic thing. I don't think it has to be that. I think both people just have to be open and honest and like communicative and respectful, you know, like not just in it to gain something like, oh, I can have a girlfriend without you know, the responsibility. Okay, like we're both just like having fun right now. We're both not ready for a relationship. This is what we're doing. If they tell me they like me and I don't feel the same way, I'm going to respectfully decline and end the relationship as to not lead them on. Leave me your thoughts down below. Next, this is kind of related. I follow this account called Love Robin Clark on IG. You may have seen me repost her before. She made this reel about patriarchal dating. So I'm just gonna play this for you guys. Blames their exes for being the problem when you're around them, centers themselves, sees you as a person that's gonna enter into their life rather than creating a life with you. Like they're the center. They're not going to adjust for you. They don't know how to meet you halfway. They think traditional gender roles are where it's at, like man who provides and woman who is in touch with her emotions but can't really take care of herself, that he's going to get to be a big, strong man for. Um, hasn't done the work to have an intimate, connected relationship with their own emotions. Gives many monologues rather than having conversations. Gets their self-esteem from work accomplishments rather than from who they are deep down has a general tone of being above you, kind of arrogant and, I, and a bit walled off. Like they're hard to access. Like you ask questions, but it like doesn't go that far or they're like quick with like slick answers, but they don't really know how to like dive deep into themselves, lacking self-reflection. So I really agree with everything she said. I can't remember which Bell Hooks book this was. It was either The Will to Change or Communion, but she was talking about how women contribute to patriarchy as well. A lot of women will have this specific idea of a man they want, or, you know, we we think that we want men to be in touch with their emotions and not act so macho, meet us halfway and things like that. But then we'll get weirded out if we see a guy cry or we, if we see our man cry. Again, this is not all women, but in general, a lot of women are 
really homophobic. You know, if they find out a guy is bisexual, they'll be like super grossed out. I feel like sometimes some of the icks I see girls talk about, they're often things guys do that are usually considered more feminine. And a lot of women do want, you know, a man to be a provider. So it's hard to date because usually the guys that are going to, you know, plan a date, take the initiative, protect you, provide for you, always pay. Often that kind of comes with a price. The price being that you have to perform as the patriarchal idea of a woman. You have to be, you know, soft and timid and like not really speak up and not really have an opinion and you always have to look nice and dress nice. You have to listen to his problems. You have to be like emotionally, not even emotionally intelligent, but just like the more emotional one. You have to always be ready for sex. And so you really can't have it all. And I think I saw this meme once. This bro actually posted on his story and it was like, oh girl, I think it was like girls in LA want like a gangster, protect them, but then like plan a picnic. And it was like all of these contradicting traits, you know? And it's like, I mean, yeah, like what's wrong with that? So looking at those red flags is really important. And I think just knowing what you truly value in a relationship is also really important and knowing what's going to be fulfilling for you long term. And I mean, I guess a lot of women are, you know, fine with the traditional gender roles, but it's like until it's not, you know? I just feel like social media like exposes so many of these guys and like how they really think. They call watching their own kids like babysitting. The woman in labor giving birth and the man like, oh, well, my chair is uncomfortable. Picking up all my husband's mess all around the house. Obviously not every guy is this like really extreme example of like a patriarchal male, but I think it is important to look for the red flags because I feel like that's like my worst fear to like end up with a guy that's kind of like, like if I'm giving birth, you're like complaining about your chair. Like I always tell you guys, education is key, awareness is key, knowledge is key. When you know the red flags early on to look for, whether it's a situationship, whether you're looking at someone's attachment style, or if they're super patriarchal and, you know, traditional in that horrible sense, it will save you a lot of time long term. So that's going to be all I talk about today. I hope this was helpful in some way. Again, let me know your thoughts on anything I talked about down below and I will link the books that I talked about down below as well. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it on your story. Tag me at Stella.Ray and at Stella Ray Podcast and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye everyone.